in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate, and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? J.R. Stark has just texted us calling me a future celebrity horse, fake horse owner. Uh, is this Starkest kid ever work? My God. No, he's finding his future. <laughs> he and I are going to retire. We better make a lot of those drinks to afford High Card. High Card, one again? High Card's like right. two grand. All right. First part of the front page today is that the Oakland A's were in town with their architect. And are they still looking at 20 sites? No, who knows? What's happening here? Who's the architect? I don't ask. I want to know his name. <laughs> is he literally walking around with, like architect tools and like going up and like measuring stuff? <laughs> What's this guy doing on 20? And, well, and the funny thing is, we'll talk to Mick Akers at 830. They're in here one day. How if you have 20 sites, how long are you really looking at right. them? Right. I Mick Akers wrote a story about this, and I love that Dave Cobble, the president of the A's, what he was focused on yesterday was oh. The views, if we build it in Summerlin, will be excellent. The views, if we build it uh, downtown Las Vegas, will be excellent. And first off, it's like the views of the stadium or the ballpark, very low on the list of what we care about right now. And number two, aren't you putting a roof on it? I would hope, given the weather lately. What views are we talking about? (laughs) Well, maybe they're going to have the lanai doors. They're going to open up those. I, I assume Deborah March is bummed out because she doesn't have a view, but she just has land. So it's gone from we really love the land in Henderson. Like when she's looking around, she goes, oh, my God, we don't have any views. She goes, maybe we won't get it now. So oh. I listen, I, I've gotten Put to the up point a bunch of fake skylines <laughs> in Henderson. Yeah, I've got to the point with you right now where until the, the A's just rejected four hundred ninety five million dollars in public money from Oakland. Until we hear what they want in public money in, in Vegas slash Henderson slash Clark County, who it, none of this other stuff matters. Doesn't matter. Because if they have to have $500 million to move here, I don't think anybody's no. giving them $500 no. million. I got an email after my column the other day, and the guy goes, Well, a casino partner could partner with them, and it'd be no public money. The casino partner could do it. And I wrote back, I said, Hey, if that happens, and someone's privately partnering with them their own money, build the stadium, right. bring the A's. I go, but if you think a professional sports team is not asking for some public money, <laughs> you haven't been paying attention because they ask for public money every time. Every time. Whether it's transportation, whether it's whatever it is, you know, all the reports, um, anything on the outskirts with the development, the redevelopment, they're asking for some money. One of my favorite details that I've ever read about a a city giving a stadium or a team money. The Cincinnati Bengals, the city of Cincinnati must upgrade the Cincinnati Bengals stadium to have holographic replay if 12 or more NFL stadiums suddenly create that technology, invent it, and then it's suddenly like the Bengals are allowed to go, "Ah, the city of Cincinnati needs to... uh, Fork up some money yeah. to install this weird holographic yeah. replay. They're asking for something. 
Of course, I they don't are. know what they are. I mean, Dave Cavallardi, but... the story in the Nevada Independent, he was bringing up uh, uh, rental car tax. Like yeah. he's already trying to figure <laughs> out what what can we tax to give me free money? So they're absolutely asking for something. The question is how much. If right. it's if it's like fifty million dollars, that's fine. All right, we'll live with yeah. that. But five hundred, they just turned down four ninety five. Yeah. So if they're saying they need five hundred or more to come here, I, I just I don't think it's happening. Happy to move on to the to the next question here, Aaron. Pierre Lebrun reported yesterday that Alec Martinez has a contract offer from the Golden Knights, and Alec Martinez is having to, going to have to make the decision: Does he want to stay in Vegas for less money than what he would probably make if he hit the open market as a free agent? So we don't have any numbers. We don't know what that would be. It might be, you know. He could get $5 million a year on the open market versus he's getting $3 million in this offer from Vegas, or it could be bigger or smaller than that. But I am curious to see how that plays out because all we have heard about the Golden Knights is how much the players love playing here, how much everybody wants to play here, how great of an organization it is to play for. Does that buy the Golden Knights like a $2 million well, discount on Alec Martinez? So what do you hear about 33-year-old players a lot? Well... They, they want to go somewhere where they can win it. He's already won it twice, and he had the winning goal in one of them. So he's got two rings, right? So that throw that out. He's already done it, and he had one of the biggest moments in the history of the Stanley Cup because he's the one who scored the goal in Game 7. So now you go to, like you said, what's more important to him, lifestyle or money at 33 years old? He probably doesn't have that much time left. I'll tell you one thing. You better really love Vegas to take a $2 million right. cut. Right. You know what I mean? You must, you must think this is the greatest place that's ever existed if you're taking a cut of $2 million. Right. And I just don't think most guys would. Yeah, if it ends up being like half a million, uh, then you could. Yeah, because yeah, he's got a lot of money to begin with. So yeah, I if can it's see that two million or so. That's a big jump there. Yeah. And the other thing we hear about guys that are thirty three is how many more contracts right. do they have to sign? Right. You cash in with the biggest one at yeah. that point. And he's coming off a good season, right? Especially if you've already won a title before, yeah. right? Sometimes older guys are like, oh, I want to go somewhere to win a title, so they might take less to play for sure. some great team. Sure. But for he's Martinez, already done that. yeah, it, he. It, it makes a lot of sense for a guy who might sign maybe two more contracts, depending on how long this one is, to just simply take the most money, even if it means especially if it's Ottawa. a two million dollar difference. Right? Is this the first time that the Golden Knights have actually offered, like, or asked a player to take a home, or not a hometown, but like a a, a local discount because they extended Flurry? Normally, they give them more. <laughs> yeah, they no. Remember the Ryan Reeves contract? <laughs> yes, they, they doubled. They literally went, "Well, we'll just pay you in two years what we could pay you in three. Yeah. Like, they normally go yeah. overboard. They either go overboard or they got really fortunate. And maybe it's a good business decision. I, you know, you give them credit. They got really fortunate with great contracts for people like Tuck and Theodore. Right. Not those, knowing those how guys. they were going to. And they got great contracts with those guys. So that's a good question. I don't know how many times they've done the, the hometown discount yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. It's I don't happened. think there's been that many. Was I, it Re- did they bump Reeves up? They they, they so paid him they, more. They traded for Reeves, and then when they signed him to an extension. The way that the way George McPhee explained it was Ryan Reeves and his agent told them, "Hey, we have a three-year offer that's going to pay us." He was a UFA. Yeah, he was a UFA. We have a three-year offer from another team that's going to pay him like I think it was like six million a year over three years. And George McPhee said, "Well, we'll just give you six million over two years." You know, like a business does. Okay, which makes zero sense for the Golden Knights. But this was again, this was back when the Golden Knights were like. Still $15 million under the cap. It right. didn't matter. Right. And then they added Max Pacioretty, and all of a sudden... And it oh, mattered. Oh, we're up against the cap. And two years later, we're playing a right. game with 11 skaters because of the salary cap. Yeah. I don't care about him. Next question. The Cleveland Indians will now be the Cleveland Guardians. 
starting next year. That is their new nickname, the Guardians. So they will drop Indians and become the Cleveland Guardians. What do you think of the name? The only Guardian I know is like a, a paper in London, like one of those gossip papers. I don't. What, I mean, what, so what is this? There is a bridge in Cleveland okay. that has two giant statues. On the side of the bridge. Guarding the city? They're called the Guardians. I don't know where the nickname came from to call them that, but apparently people in Cleveland call it the, call those things the Guardians. So okay. that's what the nick that's where Guardians come from. I don't I don't really hate the nickname very much. If people in Cleveland actually like, hey, we have the Guardians out there guarding the city at the bridge, then I think that's a potentially a really cool nickname. I just don't know how many how much people in Cleveland actually care about the Guardians. I don't know how many people in Cleveland know they're there. They probably just think it's a bridge with a couple statues. <laughs> like, if I lived there, I'm like, I, I don't know if I'd go to the depth of, hey, what are those statues on? i just drive across the bridge. I, I, that's also, like, the third most famous thing about that river. It catching on fire, and it <laughs> <Yeah>. catching on <laughs> fire. And I was in Cleveland last year. It was snowing, and I, I don't th- thank God we weren't driving across the bridge because I was dri- driving the rent-a-car, oh, so my favorite, <laughs> that wouldn't have been good. My favorite thing was there was a there were news articles that were released last year that's like, all right, it's the blo- the 50th anniversary of the last time the river caught on fire. We've had to update this because in the last month the river has once again <laughs> caught on fire. They'll uh, they'll make money. You change nicknames, man, and you change gear. They'll make a lot of money, no matter if it's good or not. Then you start selling throwbacks. Next question. The Flyers traded Shane Gostaver a second-round pick and a seventh-round pick to the Arizona Arizona Coyotes for nothing. The Flyers literally got nothing back in return. Dumping salary. Dumping salary. $4.5 million cap it over the next two years. Where the hell are the Seattle Kraken? What in the hell are the Seattle Kraken doing? You are so upset at the Seattle Kraken. They took this Carson Tarwikensky guy (laughs) yesterday. Oh, my God. I want that guy to be good. (laughs) Who has played, like, his entire career in the AHL, isn't even considered a good prospect, and it's the Arizona Coyotes that got paid a second-round pick to dump salary cap. That is exactly what an expansion team is supposed to do. I genuinely think... That this ownership group is going like, well, wait, why would we spin to the cap? We are going to be successful no matter what. They could have taken this and they'd still be $24 million under the cap. But you don't get, like, but then you have to, like, oh, are we going to extend him? And you look bad. No, you just, as long as you, you just sort of, like, you know, put your hands up and go, ah, we weren't in on him. The, the Golden Knight Zooms, as you know, have the mute fe- feature so you can only hear yourself or anyone else in the call until they unmute you. But I wanted someone Mark. to click on the unmute for everybody when Kelly McCrimmon said, I thought they did a good job. They executed, so they their, executed plan their plan nicely. So everyone would, have been, everyone would have been laughing. It's like, what? And here's the other funny part. Seattle made a trade yesterday, their first trade. They did. They selected Tyler Pitlick in they the got a expansion fourth? draft. They flipped him to Calgary for a fourth-round pick. Yeah. What well, the hell? Because they're adding assets. That is useless. They're adding assets. What, doesn't the draft start tonight? Arizona got a second-rounder <laughs> for eating salary in Seattle. It's like, well, we got a fourth-rounder. We're, we're going to see that asset tomorrow. Isn't the fourth-round tomorrow? <laughs> and that's the only trade they've made. That is all they've done. <laughs> They had the the expansion draft the last four years in the NHL is the greatest opportunity for a franchise to acquire assets. The Golden Knights made ten damn trades. They had two extra first-round picks in their next draft. Seattle got a fourth. 
We're four of like 20, Me, 36 hours removed from this, and all they've gotten out of it was a fourth. Maybe Ronnie Francis has been told, I, which is true. That he's fired? No, that he's, that he's like, look, you got a two-year waiting list for tickets. What do I care? <laughs> I, genuinely, like, some owners suck, and, they, and some management groups are told, don't spend any money. Some general managers suck. Listen, Ron Francis was quoted before the expansion draft saying they could spend to the cap. That their owner gave them the green light to spend to the cap. I would hope. Yeah, I would too. Jeez. It's only $81 million. Don't own the team if you can't spend $81 million on your players. I was thinking why of, would you I was spend thinking of you yes, I was thinking of you yesterday when I saw a tweet from a national writer that says, Francis Common, Francis Common, who's been known as a conservative GM in the past. <laughs> like, you know, there's not, he's, obviously, he hasn't changed his stripes because of being a conservative GM. Do we have any Seattle fans burning jerseys yet? Not yet. Jesus. Not can they yet. Bur- Can they put Ron Francis' name on the back of one and Might be the it? beat writer we had the other day when she shows up. She's like, wait, i got to cover this team? If they don't walk out of the draft with more assets, or if they don't walk out of free agency with some actual signings, or, like, they listen, again, they have two ways they could have approached this. Try to build a really good team right now or get as many future assets right. as possible. They've done neither so far. And we'll if we walk let's, talk of, to, let's talk to each other in a week. When, when's free agency? The draft, remember. and then I think free agency opens. Yeah, okay. normally it's July first. Okay. I don't remember when it is. If they, if listen, if we're twenty four hours after free agency opening opens, and they don't have a Anybody? boatload of picks or some really good new players, you have to fire Ron Francis. Fire him. You have to fire him because he will have blown away the greatest opportunity any organization gets to build assets. Maybe the owner, which I don't know. Is a little like Foley, who kind of came in and admittedly, you know, he knew hockey, whatever, not to the level of like someone like McPhee, and he just gave McPhee full reign of power, and McPhee did an incredible job. Maybe it's that kind of owner. Maybe he's like, hey, it's Ron Francis. Good. I, I don't know. I don't even know who owns him, but maybe he's one of those people with a lot of money that just kind of thought it would be cool to own a team, which kind of McPhee came off, or excuse me, Foley came off it in the beginning and just said, George, you run everything. Might be a guy like that, and he doesn't even realize they're bad. If I'm Foley, I'm giving McPhee an extension and a raise right now. I'm looking at Seattle saying, <laughs> they suck. Good job, George. I could have been owning that team. And who's that guy named Kelly? Yeah, there's a raisin extension. What a disaster. All right, coming up next, we'll stick with the Golden Knights because there's a charity softball game this weekend. Aaron Rodgers, you just played golf with him. You expect him to be playing this season in Green Bay? I certainly expect him to be playing. I don't know the intricate details of that uh, relationship, but it's hard to find a great quarterback in the NFL, you know? That's just the reality. And Aaron's been one of the premier quarterback since he came into the league. He obviously got drafted with immense talent, watched Brett Favre, developed his own skill set within the game, and has been one of the most efficient, productive winning quarterbacks ever to play for a franchise. So in some respects, it's very difficult to see, you know, someone else move on. But, you know, at the same time, it's there's there's business elements that nobody really knows and what was said or what was thought about or relationships that are important to us emotionally. I think some things still need to get worked out over the next probably couple weeks, two to two to six weeks for the opener. But yeah, I, I definitely see Aaron playing. It's the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, Brady, listener of the show, says that he has been squatting on Cleveland Guardian Twitter accounts, like the name Cleveland Guardians social media accounts. Since July 3rd, because he saw a Facebook post saying that the son of the owner was telling everyone they were going to be called the Cleveland Guardians. Squatting on 
social media? Yeah, like you can just go on Twitter and create an at Cleveland Guardians Twitter account. I don't know if he has at Cleveland Guardians, but that conceivably, if you knew before the Indians were going to change it or announced that, hey, they're going to go to the Cleveland Guardians, you could go register a handle on Twitter at Cleveland Guardians. Sun's been disowned? I don't know. Like guys out there telling people? I guess. I mean, and, it, and it didn't get out? Well, there were some Twitter posts over the last few days that, that that's it what was it was going to be? be Guardians, but it, there was no official reporting on it. It was just random people on the internet, which eh, happens a lot. Can yeah. be true sometimes. Can not Unless be you're true expanding a, a playoff and Craig Thompson tells everyone <laughs> to stay off the internet. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Brady hopefully gets rich off of whatever Twitter accounts he's yeah. spotting on. But we have a charity softball game this weekend. Team Riley Smith against Team Marcus Allen. You talk to Mark Stone. And I thought it was interesting that Mark Stone said he was most fascinated to see Nick Haig play in the charity yeah. softball game, but he doesn't know if he's actually good. No, he he he's interested in how a six foot six guy will look. And he told me, I think he'll either hit bombs or he'll be completely awkward and have never played in his life. <laughs> to which I wrote, we obviously want him being awkward because that's really the only funny thing. <laughs> Can I Mark mean, Stone not, like, send a text message? Hey, Nick, you ever played baseball I, or softball before? I like, don't know. He said he just – he told me he just got off vacation, so maybe he hasn't talked to anybody after uh, after the playoffs. Um, yeah, he said – he goes, I can't wait to see uh, – um, he actually said that I couldn't write it. I had to say Hag, but he told me Hager. So he did say Hager. Hager. Bomb. He did say Hag bomb. Uh, oh, no, he, no, he said Hager. He said Hager. He are, said you Hager. Co- are, you go- are you covering this at all? No. Is Cassie covering Yeah, she'll, she'll be there for the first one. I'm sure she'll I be the one. I need a stand-up from Cassie Soto where she says Hager bomb if Nick Hager yes, hits a home run. if he run. hits a home run. Hager bomb. Yeah. I was. <laughs> no, I, should, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Any, anyone from Canada because of the weather, I was like, oh. And I know they play baseball. And so, well, the softball team we've watched in the Olympics. But he he played a couple years. His brother, he said, is really good because he's a lot better than I am um, in baseball. And his brother's a UFA right now in the NHL, defenseman. But he says his brother goes back to Canada in the offseason and plays in adult leagues. Like, that's what he does in the offseason. He goes and plays a softball league. So Stone, uh, Stone told me he worked on the maintenance. He goes, I, I was packing packing diamonds and dragging fields and stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, that's cool. So what you're saying is Mark Stone is about to be the best player in this game and he's just sort of playing humble and coy yes. because he, he's like yeah, I, yeah i've played before but my brother's yes. better i just yes. did some maiden he's about to hit like yes he's gonna go four for five well, with four home runs wh- he said two things to me i'm like this guy can play because i really track balls well i'm like oh dude you've played before <laughs> and two he said i'm about to leave with a friend we're going to the cages Oh, he is so he oh. so he's good. I mean, he said two words: track and cage. Like Can this we dude's bet good. on this. This Are dude's there good. Li- I'm, I'm putting all my yes, money on yes. him to either win the home run derby or be the I, MVP of the well, game. I said, "Will you be in the home run derby?" Because ah, I don't know. He goes, "I'm going to the cages to see how my swing is." I'm like, "All right, oh, all my right." God, he's probably like, got right an then, iPad like, set up. Yes, to study exactly, his swing. exactly. So I'm like, "Okay, okay." This guy's going to be Did a he superstar. Get, he, he drops like at the end. He goes, "You know, if I'm not very good, I'll just help the boys in the maintenance crew." I'm like, "All right, maybe, maybe how will be out there." <laughs> because he shouldn't be running still, even though he played an entire NHL season after running around the softball field with a bad knee. Uh, Nate Schmidt's supposed to be there. I think that'll be cool. Um, Howell is supposed to be there. Do we know? Uh, Reeves, Stone, obviously Hague. They're all waiting for him. Riley Smith. And is, then. Is Cody Glass still going to be there? No. I don't. Did he see Fox 5 last night? No. Cody, they, they had Cody Glass. And, is he I in mean, Nashville already? Uh, I don't know if he's there, oh, okay. but he, he was he was okay. We well, we should find the sound because he was um, Vince Sapienza got him on a Zoom, and he was okay. He said, you know, he goes it's a new chapter. He goes, I love Vegas. Thanks throughout the organization. He said, I don't know. He said something to the point of I don't know if he thought I was ready. He kept saying he, 
But I only saw the clip on Twitter. So I assume he meant McPhee because – or excuse me, McCrimmon. He goes, but then he traded me because I don't know if Vegas knew everything I had or gave – you know, not gave me the chance but understood everything I had. So there was a kind of balance there where he was not happy – but he also backed off enough to say it's a good opportunity. I love Vegas. I'm glad, you know, the organization gave me, you know, they drafted me, gave me a great chance. I came back. They said, he, I think Vince said, what did you do? He goes, I just came back and packed up my stuff. He goes, but I was really surprised. So you get the sense he was pissed, but he didn't want to completely go that way. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I'm sure he's pissed. I mean, look, he's, yeah. they drafted you as the first overall draft pick in their organization, sixth overall. I think when that happens, I mean, you know it's a business, but you assume you're going to be there a long time. Yeah, and unlike. Eric Branstrom and Nick Suzuki, who were traded for right. bona fide NHL stars. Yeah. You got traded for Nolan Patrick. Right, right. So. Yeah, he was a little sarcasm to him, but for the most part, he said, I want to thank the organization because I learned a lot from them. And I mean, you know, he's, what else are you going to say? You're going to Nashville. I'm sure he wants to play. And yeah, I mean, good. at the end of the day, he's going to have somewhat of a shot in Nashville. We'll see what the Predators do and how much they give him a chance, but he's going to have a shot in Nashville yeah. to play. So. It's not like it, it's it's not like he found out his NHL career is over no, or anything no. like that. No, and and he was fine. Yeah. He was fine. I thought it was interesting though. Vince tracked him down. He was on a Zoom. He, you know, he's. I don't know where he was. He might have been back in Canada, but he said he heard and he came and packed up his stuff and stuff and left. He goes, "I was really surprised." Man, that's going to be my fun thing to keep track of all year. Cody Glass versus Nolan Patrick stats. Yeah, yeah. Man. Well, I mean, Nolan Patrick's playing with a better team, so you would hope he'd. Kind of step up and if Cody Glass goes there and like in the first twenty games of the year has like seven power play goals, are we looking back saying why the hell didn't they just put him in the lineup well, against Montreal? Maybe they would have scored a power. If the play Knights goal? are still low in forty on the power play, you'd look back. <laughs> but I think you'll agree at this point, though. No matter what Cody Glass goes and does, you and I said it the day after the trade they missed on him. Right? Yeah, absolutely. They missed on the pick. He can go be yeah. an all-star in Nashville. It won't matter. They missed on him enough to where they had to trade their number one overall pick, number six overall, number one for the franchise. They had to trade him, or they chose – they didn't have to, yeah. but they chose to dump him for for Nolan Patrick, which means you missed. Now, I hope he goes to Nashville and is great. He was great with the media. Seems like a nice kid. I mean, I don't think anyone wants him to fail. But if he goes and be, be great, don't come out and say, oh, you know, they knew right all along. No, they missed on him because they had to trade him. Either – they missed on him because he goes on to Nashville and he's and nothing, great. And he's no, they missed on or, him as a draft pick because he's nothing special in Nashville. Or they missed on the development because if he goes because to if Nashville he goes there and he's great, he's great they then, didn't develop him. Then they made a good pick. They picked a good player. They just ruined it in terms of By giving him the opportunity or whatever the hell right. Nashville does differently right. with them. We'll see. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's the same exact player. And I, at the end of the day, I think he and Nolan Patrick are both going to end up being kind of the same exact player they have yes. been. Is Okay, he's a usable NHL player, and that's about it at the end of the day. Yeah. Nothing special. All right, coming up next, Mick Akers joins the show to talk about the Oakland A's coming to Vegas. I would beg Aaron Rodgers to stay. I think this year, like last year, we were very close. We were so close. And I feel like this year we have had the, the draft. We got a, a lot of good players this season and a lot of guys that stayed. You know what I mean? Devontae Adams and everybody. So I need Aaron Rodgers to stay. Aaron Rodgers... Please stay at Green Bay. We need you. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Joining us now from the Review Journal is Mick Akers. Uh, Mick, you have covered uh, the A's approximately 17 meetings that they've had in Vegas in the last two months. How many of these uh, trips to Vegas could have just been an email? Uh, it depends how much they, they want to look at pictures of sites and such, but they, they keep looking at some of the same ones. So 
you know, maybe a couple, but, you know, <laughs> I guess getting out here and meeting some of the people face-to-face kind of helps maybe, you know, this relocation thing actually, you know, move forward. Is there any chance the architect brought his architect tools and, like, was measuring stuff and, like, doing crazy stuff, or do you think he was just looking at views? Uh, I think it was more of just him, ha- like, kind of looking at the layout of land and saying, hey, here's how I can, you know, if it faces this way, you can get this view. If it faces this way, it looks like that. Um, so I think it was more of that. I don't think it was any kind of actual, like, hey, here's some tools to measure things out, but uh, just kind of helping their vision about, you know, what certain sites would look like. Your story, when you talk to Dave Cavill, he talked a lot about the views they could have from Summerlin or if they were downtown looking back at the Strip. There's going to be a roof on this thing, right? So I'm I'm curious why why the views matter so much. Right, yeah, so I was thinking that too, but I guess maybe some kind of, you know, the glass-type thing. I don't know if they were looking maybe at a, a you know, retractable wall like, you know, the Allegiant Stadium had and such. Uh, I guess, you know, his visions are just, you know, kind of... Looking forward, obviously, he, they're not too far into this. They don't even have renderings or anything. So, um, you know, I think he's just kind of, you know, thinking of the possibilities that Vegas has with, you know, some of the natural beauty they have out there in Red Rock and then also the Strip. So uh, I think he's just playing off, you know, what kind of views that could be possible. So, Mick, if they at one point had played Vegas off Oakland, if everyone truly believes, I'm not sure everyone's in, on board with they've completely walked away from Oakland. I, I don't know if I believe that, that it's completely over. But let's say it is. How quickly does he now start playing other cities off Vegas? Like, do you think he'll say, you know what, I might just go to Portland for a day, or I might go here for a day? Like, do you think that happens? You know, that looks like it's a possibility. It's not up to them. It's actually up to the MLB. Um, so if, like, Rob Manfred says, hey, um, here's the green light, go to Nashville, then I'm sure they'll be right up there in Nashville next week. Uh, I guess there's about like six cities or so that are on this potential list. So, uh, you know, at some point, I think, you know, if this Oakland situation looks like it's not going to work out, there's going to be other cities in the fray. So they basically said no, the $495 million with all the additions that the uh, Oakland City Council put into their own term sheet wasn't good enough. At the end of the day, they are saying no to $495 million. Have you gotten any sense of that they would need about that much or more if they're actually going to move to Vegas in public money? Or do you think they could come here for significantly less than $495 million in public money? Yeah, I think it depends where they build it out. Uh, if they build it on the strip, they're not going to look to do any kind of you know mixed-use project like they're trying to do in Howard Terminal up there. So that's a $12 billion project with a $1 billion stadium involved. If they do it somewhere around the resort corridor, obviously it's just going to be the ballpark because they already have the strip there. They don't really need to build out there. If they do it out in Summerlin or Henderson, then they will look to do some kind of, you know, mixed-use thing around the stadium. So it just kind of depends where they land, and uh, I'm sure they'll be looking for, you know, similar uh, tax break there on, you know, whether here or, or Oakland. Well, you know these people as well as any. We, we, we always kid with Henderson. Uh, hey, they have land. Uh, Summerlin's kind of one of these cities, that, or excuse me, these communities that have been thrown in a lot of the discussions. I don't. I live in Summerlin. I'm trying to figure out exactly where they would put it. There is some land out there. Who do you ultimately think, whether it's uh, a casino gamer, Henderson, someone, who do you think ultimately would make the biggest push and relent on public money? I think it'd be a combination, of, you know, behind the scenes stuff. I, if you know, if the gaming community, you know, wants to bring another sports team here with 41 home games, uh, I think you know that's a possibility. Um, but you know, Henderson seems like they're super into it. So um, you know, Mayor March out there, she's been 
trying to pull a, a major team there up, you know, for years. And every time I talk to her, she, you know, she has a twinkle in her eye, kind of, you know, um, you know, kind of like the possibility of what it, it would mean to the, you know, the area over here. So, you know, it just depends where it ends up um, kind of, you know, along not just site or anything, but money as well. So they'll continue those talks on their next trip out here. They said they're going to talk to some elected officials and such. And the only one that actually brought up any kind of public private, you know, financing in previous meetings was Henderson. So I guess, you know, keep an eye on, on Henderson for, you know, the possible site if they come out here. Uh, Dave Cobble has mentioned a few times about a study they're doing basically to figure out the like percentage of tourists versus locals that would make up attendance for A's games and how that would have an impact on where they would put the stadium. I'm curious, just like, what do you think? Major League Baseball here, they have 81 home games. How much could they rely on locals versus tourists to fill that stadium up? Yeah, that would be the interesting thing. Obviously, if people, you know, point out, hey, the AAA attendance out here, 10,000 people, usually they don't all show up, but it's technically sold out. But, you know, that's a different beast. So it's going to have to rely somewhat on tourism, obviously. So, you know, when you push it out in the suburbs, you know, some people don't want to take that track out there. So it'll leave the stadium, you know, perfectly right there on the strip. So that thing fills up quickly. And, you know, obviously the ingress, egress isn't the – the best at the moment, but we'll see how that works out. But yeah, so they're going to have to rely on it somewhat. They don't have these numbers in yet. They said about two weeks or so they'll, they'll probably have those results in. So once that comes in, I think some of these sites, they have about 20 of them, you know, on on their list right now. Some of those are going to be knocked off here pretty quickly. Mick, uh, you were on the call the other day. Public comment went well, two hours. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, but um, you uh, you heard everything he said, and in the end, he's like, we love Oakland, we love Oakland, this is not a path forward. But he had also said, as Tyler mentioned the other day, he has been on record saying, well, we'd like to have some kind of uh, clarity before the session ends, which I believe is in August. So is he play- still playing both sides here? I mean, the chance he will walk back to that table, as do you say August to give them like a little opening there it's like yeah we're still dealing with you we'll still deal with you yeah i think it more relies i guess the the, the count, city council up there goes on a, a break i guess um in a couple weeks so I, they're trying to get it done before then because their ultimate deadline was saying hey we want to get something you know in you know in stone before the end of the baseball season um they keep pointing out that we have at least you know 2024 with the coliseum so they want to have a plan in place you know ready to go and start building before that deadline comes up so th- there's a definite push by them and the major league baseball uh executives to you know get some kind of final plan done whether it's here Oakland or elsewhere so Dave Cavill said pretty uh pretty defiantly the term sheet that Oakland City Council passed doesn't work for them I am curious, though, if this process plays out, they try to come to Vegas, but they just, you know, they don't get any significant public money offers, right? Like Henderson doesn't come up with more than $100 million or whatever. If they just don't have a real offer here for public money, could you see them going back and just simply accepting the term sheet that the Oakland City Council passed? I would say that's a possibility. Obviously, if, you know, they have some, you know, plus on, on the board there, uh, they also knocked off that additional $352 million in offsite infrastructure which the A's are looking to get a tax finance uh, district set up for, which, you know, obviously they won't get the tax, but um, they're looking to get federal, local, and state funding to uh, pay for that. And they don't even have that, you know, identified yet. So I thought that was kind of interesting that Oakland kind of bent on that. So once I saw that, I thought the A's might actually agree to that term. So when they did that, I was a little surprised. 
So, I, you know, what? I think there's enough on the board there. If they go back and they work out, you know, a couple of other details, I think, you know, that is a possibility because, you know, they have the plan ready to go. They have some of the stuff ready up there. So, um, you know, if Vegas or somewhere else doesn't offer them a lucrative deal, I think they will, you know, go back over there and say, all right, let's, let's get this thing going over here. Okay, you've talked to him several times. You know most of the sites. If Mick Akers is making the decision and all's equal on public money and all's equal on the deal, I know that's a it's a tough thing to say because you're talking about like redevelopment some places or not. Where would you put the place? Well, if I was doing it, I would do it on the strip because um, even before this survey comes back, it, it's going to say you need you're going to need tourism. So, it, you know, obviously logistics and stuff is going to come into play um, if it goes on that Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard site. Um, you know, kind of issue. It's already super congested over there traffic wise on Sahara, so that's going to be a pretty big issue over there. But you know, tourism-wise there, but if they're looking to get that mixed-use thing in the Summerlin, he, he's talked about Summerlin since, you know, the first time I've talked to him. He keeps mentioning it. So it looks like they're pretty interested in that area, but um, Clark County not interested from, you know, giving any kind of public money from what yeah. I've been told. And, you know, City of Las Vegas has some jurisdiction out there, so maybe, you know, you get Mayor Goodman on the line and they can finally bring a major league team to their jurisdiction. I'm sure she wouldn't be too, you know, the kind of offering something out there. But yeah, I just, I don't know, it's looking like tourism, you're going to need that. So I'm, I'm saying the resort corridor if they do it. Well, he is Mick Akers from the Review Journal. Follow him on Twitter to uh, get all the updates on the A's potentially coming to Vegas, or at least on their 18th, 19th, and 20th yes. visit out here in the next few months. Mick, we appreciate your time this Thanks, morning. Mick. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Okay, help me out with Saharan Las Vegas Boulevard. And I go there a lot. What the that's south of the stratosphere where the Sahara Hotel is. That's it's, where the um, that's crowded. No, there's Isn't a it? big there's a big pad of concrete right across yeah. the street from it. it. Okay. That's, uh, you could put a ballpark there. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I think, where that's I actually the think... roughly same area that Jackie Robinson's building on that arena. Okay, there's a, all right. The, okay. Okay. the uh, west okay. side of the strip okay. there has – there's a lot of land on yeah. the west side of the strip. More there. than Henderson? Not, <laughs> not as much not as Henderson. Not as much as Henderson, but there's a lot of land there. The, my only question about that location is – like the whole idea of putting it on the strip is, okay, you want tourists or you need right. tourists you need to come tourism. to make it work yeah. or whatever. That's a long way from the main part of the strip. Right, like that's a long way from. That's MGM why I asked. It's on the back. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Not that I mean, you can walk. You can make that walk, but I don't know how many people are making that walk for Major League Baseball. So, like in July, it's technically on the strip, <laughs> and yeah, the stratosphere is there. And if you came into town just to go to an A's game, you could stay at the stratosphere or the Sahara that's right across the street. But if you were just in town, staying at you know an MGM property, and playing or a game Caesar's that night. property, and you're like, yeah, I might go down to that, right? You're going to have to get in a car. So I don't know if that defeats the purpose of, hey, we got to put it on the strip versus Henderson because we don't want tourism. We need the tourism and we don't want to have to get in a car. I feel like that might defeat the purpose. Our bus system is actually really nice. So uh, do tourists use the bus system? I mean, before my entire family moved out here, yeah, we would we would always use yeah? the bus system. Okay. But that also may be more of a personal uh, wealth situation. <laughs> We didn't want to pay the uh, rent-a-car tax. I was going to say. I live, it's going to be higher uh, to get uh, this damn stadium uh, built. I live in Summerlin, and there's a reason I have no money in my wallet, so don't come to me. <laughs> don't come to me for public money. <laughs> Ed Graney will be personally financing this with whatever is in his wallet. Yes, exactly. Here you go, 
<laughs> Here Here's you a go. Panera gift card. <laughs> Actually, aren't you go? You can you can sell that uh, Mountain Ridge Little League World Series right here, baby. autograph baseball right here. I'll put this baby on yeah. eBay. That'll get enough for the A's to move here, right? Yes, absolutely. It'll be more than Clark County's offering up. That's for sure. Yeah, well, A's won the uh, Western Region uh, Championship, or excuse me, Mountain Ridge won a championship. A's, I mean, you know, they can get there, but did, I mean, finishing off. Didn't they win it on a technicality because the other team cheated and got this? No, 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 no. Hold on. I oh, said they, the they won okay. the West region. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They eventually won, won the U.S. championship. The US side. They weren't beating Korea because Korea, Korea had a bunch of 30 year olds. So <laughs> they were never winning the ultimate championship because Korea, we looked over, Mountain Ridge was practicing on one field and Korea on the other. We looked over, I was like, why are the Korean dads practicing hitting 500 foot bombs? Like, no, that's the team. <laughs> That's the Little E.T. <laughs> All right, coming up next, High Card's got another race. But first, our Sharp is going for five in a row. Do you want to schedule a parent-teacher conference after hearing Grainy's grades? Call the Press Box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678 and let us know who deserves a higher grade. It's time to find the sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. Matt is back after the Padres beat the Marlins yesterday. Blake Snell didn't give up a run on the road against the Marlins. So, Matt, you're going for five. You have the entire weekend since it's Friday. Uh, Where would you like to go? I think I'm going to take the Giants tonight. I mean, even though they got a little more competition, you know, with the Pirates. <laughs> Save it for 945. No, well, wait, I guess he's talking Spectacular, about- Matt. We have you in for the Giants. We might bring you back even if they lose just for that. Uh, good luck, Matt. Good hell, Matt. All right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Great. So, by the way, High Card is racing in 27 seconds. You know what happens when you start getting cocky around that uh, sharp thing. Something happens that to you. That is true. That is true. Did they you start just to lose threaten it. our sharp? He did. Ed, Ed did. Something happens. You we don't know what. You know, we don't know what. cocky around you. Something uh, might happen to something you. Something happens. Did you see uh, Ian Rappaport's report this morning on Devontae Adams? Yes. Uh, yeah. That Devontae Adams and the Packers have broken off long-term extension talks. There are no current plans to resume them. The two sides have been negotiating for months, but are now in a bad place. Um, Carr's a better recruiter than uh, Nick Saban. Apparently. He's He's done a good job recruiting. Or, you know, Devontae Adams just doesn't want to play with Jordan Love. That's probably more the case. (laughs) (laughs) Carr probably hasn't even talked to him, but he just keeps seeing Jordan Love call him. Devontae, you want to go throw at the park? Brady does it with his guys. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I I mean, I've seen you throw, so no. I'd like to catch some passes. Yes, exactly. Like, we... Might actually see the end of the Packers being like it's I mean, been, if they lose both those guys. It's been since Favre in ninety four, yeah. three, two, something like that that they have been. A Bears and Vikings are like, let's go. Yeah, a legitimate contender, like almost yeah. every single season for nearly three decades because of two quarterbacks. Yes. Because they've had two good quarterbacks in that time frame, and, and Adams has helped out. Yes, they really yes. good. Oh, I mean, He's the, the amount of like. Skill position guys that you're just like, where did they find him? Yeah. So, like, this legitimately could be the end of the Packers just being a good team every year, pretty much for three decades. And, or unless Jordan Love is really good, which I, it's I still going to be, the fun, it's going to be the funniest thing in the world if Aaron Rodgers like doesn't show up. And this and kid's Jordan, great. Jordan Love is awesome. Oh, it's going to be so funny. 
Like, and the Packers just Not have another 15 be. years of being a playoff Super Bowl contender because Jordan Love is awesome. <laughs> I saw the guy play one time. He scored 78 uh, points. On you and that was against, But that was UNLV. High cards back in last place with 800 meters to That's go. That's what you want. It's a good, good place to be. It's a good he place actually, to be. He the won long the race? last race, yeah. He is, she's a long-distance runner. She won she's not the, a mutter. She won the last race. She got out in front like halfway through and just stayed, which never happens. Like, we almost never see that. Now, she is far behind, and there are 400 Good. meters left. I don't Good. think she's coming first. This is what you want. I hope she just stays in last. She's got a, she's got a long way to go if she's going to win. So Can you hear that? Hopefully she stays in last. Can hear you hear what? that? That's Stark is screaming. Is it Stark is screaming? (laughs) Oh, she's slow. Come on. Just stay back. Last place is good. What a horse. This is the greatest horse we've ever had. Oh, my God. She knows exactly what to do. Last place. This is phenomenal. Did she finish last? Last place. Not even close either. Like, didn't even make a break for it. Whatever jockeys on this horse is doing a great job. Yeah, that's the other. Wouldn't you love to name your jockeys or or know who they are? Well, we'd fire the jockeys. You, you don't have that ability. No, well, there are no jockeys. The horses run. No, but all by if you had jockeys, if there were little jockeys on the back, if we could, hi- I want little hire- jockeys, and I want thunderstorms. If we could hire fake digital jockeys yes. for our fake digital yeah. horses, yeah, we'd fire them. I want thunderstorms. I want a mutter. I want it just. To, I want the track mutter. to be slop, slop. <laughs> I want a mutter and slop. High cards last six races. First Three or last. wins. Two, Three. two last place finishes and one eighth place. She ran it. Oh, she messed up. Midnight. Place. You you weren't up. Uh, no, I was not up. I woke up to see that result. But the last six races, she has been like that is almost as perfect of a horse as we could have. Three wins, two twelves, and one eighth place finish. Percentage anyone else in your group watches these things? All of them. They do. We all watch them. Yes. Really? Absolutely. Can you watch them on your phone? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's. You, if you do it on your phone, it's best to watch it in 2D, not 3D. There's a 2D version okay. where they're just dots running because yes. the 3D might overload. And oh, you yeah. know which dot's yours? The other people in my group, if they miss it, they will go back and watch the replay. I don't watch the replay. I just go back and click on show results and see where they finished. It's great. Oh, my God. We're going to be so rich. The High card horse. and fake horse.